up, Sarasotians? It's Samantha. And David. We're here with our new show, Date Night Sarasota. Woohoo! We're happy to be here with you guys for our first official episode. Super happy, super happy. So a lot of people have been asking us, you know, why and what Date Night Sarasota is. So we kind of want to get into that today and then make sure you guys know who we are, what we're doing, and give you some fabulous tips on dates yeah yeah and um, what we plan on doing in order to keep the date nights going for the next 50 years that we're together hopefully 50 years well you never know we're gonna be so old that's the goal that is the goal but we're gonna be super old in 50 years you have to have a goal people that's true and, and that's a good point because when you're dating someone and when you're in a relationship with someone whether it's you know we're engaged or whether you just started dating someone or you're married things you know tend to get a little stale things seem to get boring not for us which is why we're hosting this show but there are times when you date people or you with someone where you feel like things are just boring and you'd rather just sit on the couch than hang out with your person. So we're here to help you figure out and navigate how to keep yourself from being bored and making the most of your time with your person. Especially these days with technology interfering in everybody's social lives so much, we're going to touch on aspects that kept the older generation together over time. We call those the, what are we calling those? The rules of dating. The rules of dating established by Samantha and David. And we're doing pretty good, so we think that our rules can definitely help you, and we're here to share those with you. But before we get into all that, we're definitely going to make sure you guys know who we are and, you know, just give you a little background on us, David. Definitely. Uh, David is a 42, almost 43-year-old, uh, half-white, half-Latino male from Miami, Florida. And now living in Sarasota. You've been here forever. I have been in Sarasota for a long time. I've been in Florida forever. I mean, am I forever? Yeah. And I am Samantha. I am a very tall black girl, born and raised in South Mississippi. And I've been in Florida since 2010. So it's been almost 10 years. We met three years ago. And we, like I said, we're engaged. We've been engaged for quite a while. We have a long engagement. <laughs> Not as long as some. Um... <laughs> We've been I engaged mean, for a while. She's like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's get married. But, you know, timing is everything. And we are enjoying our very long engagement and our very long courtship. So that brings us back to our to our show, you know. For her, it's very long. But for me, I think if you're going to get married and the goal is to be 50 years, what's a couple years out of 50? That's true. So, you know, it's always good to take your time. It's always good to have patience leading into anything that you really care about. And it's just really important to know that the person you're with and to show that person they're important and to make sure they know that on a regular basis. That's why date nights Sarasota is important. That's why date nights in general are important. And the older generation that we're surrounded by a lot, uh, a lot of retired folks in Sarasota, we've got some pretty good role models and good examples on how it's still done. You see these couples in their 70s and 80s still holding hands at the store and still walking around and doing things together. And that's really what I think that I want and I feel like I deserve in my life. So in order to set up something like that, uh, we started something like this, date night. So what we've done is for the last couple of years, we've really spent a lot of time growing with each other. And we've been a lot of time spending a lot of time with each other. We've really, especially this last year, honed in our focus on one another before, you know, leading up to our wedding. And we've made sure that we carve out specific elements and, and places and, and things for that person. 
So we really make an effort. And I know a lot of people do this, but we really make a true conscious effort every day on a daily basis to spend time with one another, whether that's David just for today. For example, David came and met me at lunch for work. We, go, we lunch together at work several times a week. We do that a lot. Whenever he can. Whenever he can. Yeah, yeah. We go to all these the lunch dates during my work hour. So we do that pretty regularly. I know a lot of people aren't able to do that because they have not as flexible job schedules as I do. And David works, you know, for himself. He's self-employed. So that's pretty fairly easy for him. But we make that a priority several times a week. As well as our regular day and night dates. We spend a lot of time with each other. And we definitely follow a few rules when we put together our dates. But don't look at us as the couple that can afford to do it because of our time uh, scheduling. It really comes down to making it a priority in your life. If you make working out a priority in your life, you're going to be physically fit. If you make dating a priority in your life, then you're going to have a great relationship. There's always time. I don't care how much you work. You're not working 200 hours a week, you need to be able to utilize the time that you have and make the effort to make it a priority. And that's the, that's the, that's the biggest thing here. There are a lot of people who are in relationships and we, you know, we want our audience, you know, our listeners who are listening to us to be couples that are in relationships, establish relationships that are, you know, in, in the makings or already long-term relationships. We don't want to tell people who are single how to run their lives. We're looking, we're looking to help and inspire people that are already in relationships and to make sure they are checking themselves and checking their relationships and saying, am I, am I doing the best that I can do for this person? Am I putting myself out there for this person? Am I making time and making an effort for that person? It really comes down to effort. That's what any relationship in your life, not just your, you know, your partner, family, friends, but when you put that person first and that they put you first, then you're both first. And you've got to make it like uh, something like a, a dream of yours, not just like a job It's or a chore. It's got to be more like a dream, like a vision, because people that focus in on things and really work on things end up being good at those things. And uh, if you are single out there and you're wondering why you stay single, it's probably because you stay selfish. We have a few rules to help people become less selfish, less self-absorbed, and more open to being in a relationship and, and having a strong, fun relationship. So walk with us through our date nights and check out our adventures, and we'll kind of break down for you not only on the statistical side, which is something Samantha really likes to hit on. Oh, yeah. Uh, but more of like the background and the making of a date and what goes into it and the energy that's that's put into a date. We have a lot of fun things to share with you guys. Just like David said, you know, we have numbers, we have experiences, we have bad dates, we have things that we should not have done, things we should have done, and just all types of information that is helpful to you and your partner and your lover and the person you spend your time with. And we really want to make sure that you guys have that so that you can create these beautiful magical moments that like David said when you're 50 years from now you can look back and say I'm glad we spent that time together I'm glad we took that extra day and went away sure because it's very easy to get distracted today it's very easy to sure pick up your phone or get on get into a show and before you know it the weeks are passing by and 
you wonder why you're growing distant from the person that you're with is because you guys aren't really spending together time. You're letting other things get in between the two of you. We don't want that. So we are here with Day Night Sarasota to make sure that you guys have the tools and the inspiration to create great dates. Sure. So let's break out the pen and pad and we're going to do this. You guys don't need a pen and pad, but let's <laughs> go ahead. And we outlined a couple basic rules, six rules that we uh, practice. And uh, Samantha's going to start off with my first rule. Like what is the thing that I do rule number one on a date? I noticed this a while ago, probably really early on, probably, man, probably our second, third date. I noticed this about David and it's not, it's not a, it is a rule, but it's something that he does subconsciously on his own. I don't force him. It's just something that he does. It's just a habit. It's a very positive habit. And I wish I, I did it more. But uh, the one thing that David does, the rule per se that David follows and that I appreciate him following is David never brings his phone on a date ever. It's automatically like he either leaves it at home on the table or he leaves it in the car. He's done this from the, the second we've met. And in the last year or so, I really took notice of that. And I really saw how much time and effort and compliments and looks and kisses and hugs he gives me because he's not holding that damn phone in his hand. And it's amazing how many things you can actually pay attention to with the person that you're out on the town with when you don't have a distraction. Because even if your phone is in your pocket, subconsciously you're thinking to yourself, oh, is it going to ring? Who's going to call? Uh, have I checked all my emails? I wonder what's going on. The waiter just left. They're going to get the food. I've got a couple minutes. Yay, I can get into my phone. And we see this all the time, all don't the time. we? All the time. I mean, in restaurants, every place that we go, there's always either one or both parties at a date next to us. And they look like they're not having any damn fun <laughs> and not enjoying each other whatsoever because their faces are so far into their phones. That's that's the society and in, in the world we live in now. People are literally attached to their phones. But as David explained, he he is it's just been something he's done. It just blows my mind that he's probably the only man at his age that I've noticed that sits at a table without his phone. And that's, you know, luckily spilled over into our household. You know, we don't put our phones in our bedroom at night. We don't even have a TV in our bedroom. Our phones live in the kitchen every night. We plug them up in the kitchen and we don't touch them again until the next morning. So that is the biggest rule, I think, that we follow, that he follows. I'm getting better at it, that he follows to make sure that we have undivided attention and the dates start off on the way that we want them to finish. Now, Samantha's a planner, so rule number two is she always wants a plan in place. Now, I don't like to tell her my plan, so I get certain nights where I make the agenda, and then she gets certain nights where she gets the agenda for the dates, and I don't want to know what she's planned. I just am going to take... There is a plan that she has, and she forces me to have my own plan. I'm more spontaneous in the past. I've always just winged it, and that's that's with life, too. I just like to get in the car and drive and, you know, make it an experience in that manner and kind of see what pops up or what comes to mind. But it is good to have a plan. So when her and I go out together, I have a plan of my own that I don't really share. Uh, and, you know, the the thing is when we get to the destination and it's my night, 
um, we just roll with it. Because if she's been there or not, I know whether or not we've been there together. If I'm bringing her back to the same place we've been before, obviously we had fun. And just because you're going back to the same restaurant or the same event or whatever, it's a different time. There's different outfits involved. Uh, There's different things going on in your life. I, I truly feel that, you know, you can't just say, oh, we did this one thing. Let's not ever do that again. You're going to just run out of things to do. And a lot of these couples that have seen these older couples that have been around forever, and I'm always picking their brains because my type of business revolves around these people, and I'm always exposed to them. These people will go to the same restaurant every Friday night, mm-hmm. and they just find great satisfaction in the togetherness it becomes their thing and i like that and we have our own things that we do over and over again we've got certain places certain times of day certain activities certain out of town trips that we yeah we go and do the same thing over and over again but it's spaced out enough to where it's interesting and it's never gonna be the same exact experience it's like a sunset you're never gonna see the same one twice that's true i you know i appreciate that i appreciate that he plans things and i appreciate that we do a lot of the things that we've done before because it does it gives you a different perspective a different view of it so but when when you're on these days and things do get to be in a pattern, I won't call it redundant, in a pattern and you're doing the same things and seeing the same places again, there's another rule that we follow that we make sure we follow so that the conversation, the experience doesn't go south. So our third rule. Rule number three. (laughs) Is no conversations about anything outside of your relationship. And I know that sounds kind of crazy and kind of harsh and kind of, I guess, a little extreme, but if you really stop to think about how many things you talk about just in casual conversation depending on who you're talking to especially with your partner a lot of time the conversation goes into oh we watch so and so and that's you see that show i know i hear a lot at work especially oh you know game of thrones was crazy last weekend we don't ever talk about things that don't truly matter to our well-being on dates we just don't so entertainment news politics all that stuff is kind of out the window we kind of get more into our own backstories when we talk to each other and you know, if we are out and enjoying things together, we kind of give a play-by-play of what's going on in our own minds behind the scenes so our partner knows mm-hmm. what they're experiencing and if they really do like it. It's one thing to say, oh, yeah, I had fun but at the end of the night, but to experience it in real time and really get to know the person, you know, because sometimes a long walk on the beach is good for one person, like myself, and it might be too long for the other person, Samantha. And, uh, you know, you, you would never know. I mean, just because I enjoy doing it. You love your long walks, babe. Yeah, but if she didn't express herself, I'd be dragging her on all these long walks. And then that would just be one more thing that she could walk out the door one day thinking, oh, my God, I'm glad we're not doing that anymore. And, you know, there's always time. I always have my own time. She has her own time. I could always go on long walks by myself. But when we're around, we've kind of, you know, are cluing in on each other and learning each other and operating as a team. And that's one of the things that that helps us work better at 
rule number four. Which uh, is... Rule number four. Rule number four is a David rule. It no, is. No complaining. I don't want to hear any complaining about any damn thing ever on a date. I don't want that negativity brought into the circle, into the universe. I don't want any of that. So don't complain about anything. There's plenty of time to complain or if you want to discuss, you know, things outside your relationship or finances or budgets or kids or, thing, or you know, in-laws or people at work that you hate. There's times to do that. There's times to vent. There's times to be frustrated and complain and, and to vent to your person. That's absolutely, you know, that's what you expect of your partner, especially your husband or your wife. That's what they're, that's part of the package deal of being in a, in a marriage is to put on their, their frustrations and help them carry them sometimes. But on a date, we always say no complaining. Focus on the good. And plus, complaining in your daily lives carries over, and it becomes so nasty. And then before you know it, you guys are going back and forth with complaining all the time. And complaining's like a sickness. It's like a cancer to relationships. It's terrible. Don't even get into that routine. I mean, if you think when you get home that you've got to unload, maybe give it five, ten minutes, and then just put that crappy baby to bed and start off with something new. Then um, my rule, rule number five... Uh, and it's also her rule, uh, consistency. That's a big one for me. Consistency. You've always got to be consistent. Maybe it's the planner in me. Maybe it's the, the mom in me. Maybe it's the woman in me. I need, as David said earlier, I need to know that at least once a week we're doing something. It doesn't have to be expensive, luxurious. It doesn't have to cost us a million dollars. We don't have to leave you know, the neighborhood. But to to know that my man... We have to leave the neighborhood. <laughs> well... This neighborhood, not our I old mean, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to leave the neighborhood. I mean, if we if if it comes down to it, we hop on our bikes and we go for a nice bike ride. Yeah, that still counts to the dates. But if I know that he is actively thinking and planning ahead, even if he doesn't plan it that you know to the down to the details, he knows that it's his week or it's our week or it's time for a date. I know that that's something that he puts a big effort into and a big focus on. He always makes sure that. Those adventures, our dates, our time together is consistent. It's not sporadic. It's not once every three months we go on a date or once every year we go on a date. We go on dates all the time. All the time. I can't even keep up with how many we do. So You know, it's actually like a thing for me. Like I, I just think that her and I fit really well together because we like to outdo each other on a lot of different things. We're very competitive. So if mm-hmm. I've got some free time and she's not around... I'll be out there at the mall looking for a new shirt or something that she hasn't seen before, a new look. I'll put my hair a different way. I'll be wearing a different type of cologne. Something that uh, when she sees me, it's not redundant over and over again. Sure, it gets a little costly. <laughs> and you kind of run out of closet space when you're such a fashionista. We have no closet space. But I think... She always looks super fly whenever we're going out on a date, and um, I would hope that she would say the same about me. He does. David is the king of rule number six, which I call compliments, kisses, and patience. David's forever. I've never had a man in my life who compliments me as much as David does. It's nonstop all day, every day, and I'm not exaggerating. It's, it's, It's wonderful to hear that, and it never gets tiring, never gets old. And it does make me, it, and it helps me to compliment him more. Because I don't think women realize that men like to be complimented as much. It really strokes their ego. It makes them oh, feel good it. and appreciate it. And I have in the past year or so definitely stepped up my compliment game. 
Cause we I, love it. Because he, because he is so compliment, complimentary. To yeah, me. and for all you single girls or you girls that are in relationships out there, I don't know what the hell is going on in the world these days, but it's almost like a trend that women are on this emasculation tip. If you want to keep a guy, do not emasculate the dude. Do not step into the head of household situation and run everything and be some dominant order of you know just the unreal i i i see this all the time with uh friends of mine that are my age that are divorced where the wives just end up becoming so overbearing and so controlling it's it's almost like the puppy mentality i heard years ago that puppies are great but if you try and hold a puppy really close to you really really close they're gonna struggle and kick and bite you they'll do whatever they can to get out of your grasp because they think you're trying to kill them and that's how it is in relationships too you've you want to be close to your partner, but not that close. So uh, keep that in mind. And uh, as far as patience goes, that is one thing that is going to really keep relationships going for a long time. Patience on a date is super important. Like everything has a time period. Don't keep looking at the clock or your watch or or anything like, oh my gosh, What's going on here? The The key thing with a date is you do one activity, one meal, one whatever, and just ride it out. You don't have to bounce all over town and knock out 15 different things. Just pick one thing and give it 100% and Give it the opportunity to be a full experience before judging it and jumping off to the next. It's kind of like when you're in the club and a DJ's playing a song that you love and all of a sudden they get through one verse and boom, they swap it out. It's like, man, we haven't even gotten into the groove. It. And, and it, it kills it on a date. It does. And so that's that's important just to make sure that you're being patient and being all there and all in and, and very you know, focus on the moments. That's the biggest thing. If you take away anything from what we're saying, the biggest thing is to focus on that moment. You may not have that moment again. You may not, the restaurant may close next week and then you have a memory of that place that closed last week without, you know, any notice or a memory of that place you went to before it burned down. You never know what's going to happen to that, that venue, that space, that street, that block. You never know. And hopefully that next date is the very best date of your life. Do you want it to be a 30-minute experience, or do you want it to take three or four hours? Those, these rules really help put a lot of perspective on doing dates the right way. We follow these all the time. This is something that is kind of like a blue book, a, a, a blue book, a framework, a blueprint, I said, to make sure that we are doing all we can to create epic moments and to create beautiful moments we want to make sure that you guys know these and understand these and we want to make sure that you guys are utilizing these things you know we don't know it all but we know how to have a great time we know how to eliminate stress and we know how to eliminate just noise from a date so get rid of the phone unless you're by yourself and you just have 
no intentions whatsoever of building any type of future with somebody or having any type of serious relationship, then you can keep your phone with you. But <laughs> leave the phone at home, rule number one. Rule number two, make sure that, especially for the guys, that you're planning these dates. Give that girl three or four days to prep. Call her on Monday, or if you don't live together, or if you live together, let her know on Monday you're taking her out to wherever on Friday she can plan and get a babysitter and all that stuff is important, especially if you have young kids, which we don't. Well, we do, but we don't have to babysit, get babysitters for them as much as most people do, but we make sure that we plan and give each other ample time to prepare for those dates. Rule number three, going back into... um caring about the other people and uh, not bringing in uh, other people's drama or any type of drama or don't talk about past relationships or anything like that. Talk about you guys. Get to know each other. That's that's what it's all about. And while you're doing that, make sure you don't Rule complain. Number four. number four, no complaining. Focus on the good on the relationships. Don't don't make them be a punching bag on a date. There's time and place to complain and vent to your partner. Be consistent is rule number five. You've got to be consistent in everything you do and consistently get better. If you Absolutely. If you want to see how to produce something amazing, like an amazing relationship, look at Japanese engineering, TQM, total quality management. It's continuous improvement. Every year they're changing something on Alexis. Every single time it comes out, and you want that relationship to be that type of standard where people around you just know that you're putting in the work to make it work out there's always room for improvement in our last rule rule number six that we follow on our dates and in our lives compliments kisses and patience make sure you're paying that person the compliments and giving them the time and being patient and spending real time with them when you're on the date open those doors focus on the person don't be flirting with other people just keep it in check keep yourself in check and by the end of the date, if that person knows that they were the focus, you're both going to have a great experience. Absolutely. So that's our first introduction episode, guys. We really hope that we, you know, gave it a, a plenty of information for you guys and that you guys have plenty of info that you need for your next date. Try and use some of these rules. Go by one by one, you know, do the first couple three and, and really make sure you're using these rules and these, you know, I guess you call them rules outlines on how to make a better date for yourself and your mate and that's gold people that's solid gold so thank you for joining us on date night we'll see you next episode thanks so much see you